What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 1260 of Ask Pat 2.0. You're about to listen to a Where Are They Now episode with Mr. Aaron LaBauer, who is somebody who was on the show a couple years ago when the pandemic was happening. And as a result of the pandemic, he had to change his business model for a while. And so he decided to do what was once a live event to become a live virtual event. And at the time of the previous call, we talked about strategies to make people still feel special even though it's a virtual event. And we're gonna cover some of what was learned last time, what was implemented and what is happening now because Aaron's doing some really amazing things. Definitely check him out, aaronlabauer.com or also on Instagram. And you could check out PT BizCon, which is his conference that he puts on for physical therapists and helps them to not rely on insurance to build a business. So a really impactful business. And he's doing some really amazing things. And I cannot wait to have him share with you what has happened since the last time he was on the show. So here he is. Aaron, welcome back to Ask Pat 2.0. It's a pleasure to host you and have you again. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Pat, thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. This is great and you're completely inspirational and I appreciate everything you do. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm curious to see how the last time we chatted inspired you. So if you could remind people who perhaps did hear that episode a couple of years ago, or maybe they hadn't, do you remember where you were at at that point and kind of what the business was like and what we talked about, what were the what were the challenges that you were facing around that time? Yeah, I think it's been a few years. Um, my name's, for anyone who hadn't listened, my name is Dr. Aaron LeBauer. I'm a, a physical therapist and I help other physical therapists grow, launch businesses and create more income without relying on insurance companies. So we're heavily into marketing and sales and I have a coaching business and pretty sure just thinking back to that time, I think one of the difficult things that I was trying to figure out was how do I run a virtual event? I believe the year before in 2020, I had an in-person event that got moved to virtual and it was just last minute and I didn't do anything about it virtual. It was just, we just did Zoom. And the next year I knew in 2020, was it 2021? I knew I wasn't going to run it in person because of COVID because it was in the spring. And I was like, how do I put together a really good kick-ass virtual event? That was like my real big struggle is how do we do that? And some of the things that you had helped me with were, you know, the, the marketing and sales, but it was also like, how do we run it so that it's unique and special? That was really helpful because I was able to kind of take some of these ideas and you helped me kind of create some concrete like decisions around how to, you know, bring people in like, with not just swag, but just like make them feel special. You know, one, there's one thing about people who are successful is that you make other people feel special. You know, like when you came on here, you're like, hey, Aaron, I'm like, oh, well, Pat knows my name. You know, it's like, but it's like doing those little things is what it's all about. And it's not just the tech, it's how do we make everyone feel inclusive? And, and that was really helpful. I'm glad to hear that. And so, you know, I talk about this all the time. I wrote a book about it. The experience that you create for people is really what people will take with them and share. And that's where word of mouth comes into play. So tell me with this event that you ran that was virtual, how did you make people feel special? That's a big question that a lot of people who run these virtual events have because you don't have those touch points. You can't literally shake a person's hand when they come in. But how did you manage to incorporate those elements in there? Yeah, I think there's one big one is making sure that like the email follow-up is on point. I think a lot of people know that, but they don't always do it right. And it's always like a, hey, first name. So, but it's a personal thing. And I write the emails to one person, not as a newsletter to everybody. That makes a difference. But once we got on live, because we did it on Zoom, it's really just in those first few minutes, 
is I would call out everyone by name or try to as much as I can. It's like, hey, hey, John, hey, Jennifer, et cetera. Glad to see you here. You know, other things that we did was I had team members and they could just write in the chat, like send messages to people. And I think it is as we go along, not just as people ask questions, but using people's names from the audience randomly. And then even if I don't call someone's name, people are sitting there going, oh, he's going to call me next or he sees me because he called on this other person. And that I think makes a huge difference. Yeah, that, that definitely ups the engagement. It's like you're in class and you might be called on next to sort of read something or something like you always are paying a little bit more attention as a result of that. And obviously if the content's great and helpful and people are paying attention, that's where values exchanged and, you know, good vibes can come from there. So that's great. And so that was, that event sounded like it, it went off really well. Did you do more since then? Let's see. I've done another one. I did. So one this past spring, I did it. So I did it again. So the first year, 2020, I planned it in person and a week ahead of time, we, we switched it to virtual. In 2021, I just planned pretty much the whole time to do it virtual. And then mm-hmm. this last year, we planned it in person, but by the time we got to December, I knew that we weren't really going to be able to pull that off. And so we just switched over to the virtual version. And now this year for the spring of 2023, we're definitely going to do it in person in Charlotte. And so that kind of changes things because I've done it three times online now. I just want to share one of the other things that I did to keep people engaged was gave away a lot of swag and prizes, but not just like little things here and there. I gave out probably $1,200 in Amazon gift cards, like straight up, like who wants to win a hundred bucks? Oh, wow. You know, cause, cause it's a sales event. So I knew I was going to get that money back. I got that money from the entry fees. I was like, how do I give more back? The other thing that we did this past spring was we had a charity. And so we set up an online store. So when you got your ticket to the event, you got a link to go buy a t-shirt and all the profit from the t-shirts and the mugs and things we sold online would go directly to the charity, which was Stand the Haiti Project, which is a group that created and built a physical therapy clinic in Haiti. And it's run and staffed. Before the pandemic, they would send PTs from America down there, but now they're just staffing them. So we raised money and then for that, and then I matched it and we paid for eight months worth of a physical therapist salary down there from the money we raised during the event. And that also, I feel like gets people going, oh, well, you know, if I can buy this or participate, it has some meaning beyond just, you know, me making money or getting new patients, you know, and it's, uh, and that was really helpful as well. That's awesome. I love that. And congrats on that. Cause that's huge. I mean, you're affecting people around the world and I know you have this goal of helping a hundred million people around the world. And, and this is definitely helping you with that. I'm curious on the Amazon gift cards, cause I've seen that done and I've seen it done sort of distastefully before, but I'm curious to know how you incorporated that into the event and like rallied people behind that. Like, how did you incorporate the gift cards specifically in the giveaways? Yeah, so what I would do is not just pick a number. It would be like, okay, whoever goes into the group Facebook group for the event and makes a video on the top three things you've learned today. Ooh, yeah. One of those people is gonna win a $100 Amazon gift card. That is great. Now they're participating, but by creating the video, they're synthesizing the information that they gathered and sharing it with other people. So helping other people, but also leaving a little bit of a testimonial for later too. You know, we did that. We had a sponsor passport. So where each of the sponsors of the event would get a post in the Facebook group, attendees had to go through and like and comment under each sponsor post. And if you did that, you were eligible for a gift card or and AirPods. We gave away AirPods and we gave away you know, other things like that. So I would create audience participation, not just 
this. But every once in a while, I say, okay, the hundredth person to comment in the chat is gonna, you know, win the win the swag or win the Amazon gift card. And then as soon as we got the winner of the Amazon gift card, my assistant would go to Amazon and just buy it and send it right to their email and they would have it before the end of the next talk. Yeah, I forgot you could do that with Amazon. It doesn't have to be a physical card. It's like a digital one that they can just redeem right there. That That's awesome. I love how you're using that to incorporate into the engagement factor. On that Facebook page, I'm curious, is that a Facebook page just for attendees or is that for, for like your entire community? That one's just for attendees. So I have, I have one for my whole community and then I have a separate uh, Facebook page for each year of the event. So they can have access from 2020. They still have access to the 2020 page, but no one's going to go there. But so this year we'll have one for 2023 and just the people that buy the tickets and speakers will be in there. That's cool. You know, a lot of people seem to be moving away from Facebook groups for things, but for an event like this that has like a finite amount of time that's going to, it's going to be used. Are you finding it still is serving you and, and doing what you need to do? Yeah. And number one, it's because we're on a call and I can say, Hey, go to the group. We're going to take a 15 minute break, go to the group and do a live or go to the group and post, you know, your number one takeaway. And people will go do that. And joining the group is part of the thank you page and part of the follow-up emails. Make sure you get into the group because only from there are you eligible to win like the prizes and that brings people in. And then it's really highly active group for that, you know, week or so before the event. And then even a week after the event, people are back in there asking questions and follow-ups and everything. That's really amazing. How long does the event go for? It's two days. So it's Friday and Saturday, and it was about like eight hours each day. So it's a long day. Long day, yeah. And it, are you bringing in other speakers, or is it just you the whole time teaching? Like, what's the format like? Yeah, so I've got generally, I think, let's see, day one is I'm mostly teaching, and it's me, then a, two guest speakers and a break, and then a guest speaker or two, and then lunch, and then I'll teach after lunch, then a couple of guests, a guest speaker and a break, a guest speaker, and then I'll finish the day off. And then Friday is a guest speaker, and then I teach. And then right before, let's see, so that, sorry, the second day is guest speaker. And then I do like an hour and a half. And then during that, I pitch my mastermind, and then we go to lunch. And depending on the year or the time, there was a third person there. But when I realized is online, we cut it an hour shorter in the morning because people are on the West coast and they have to wake up super early. So we started a little bit later and then I pitch before lunch and then we have lunch. And then after lunch, I have another guest speaker, another guest speaker, and then a break. And then that last bit, I'll do like little hot seat coaching where I do one-on-one coaching, kind of like what you do with ask Pat, but I'll do that for everyone there at the end, all the way through the end. And I'll uh, get people to, I'll keep pitching people. I'll announce the winners. We do a, um, entrepreneur of the year contest. That's in the morning before the, right before the pitch. So that's like built in testimonials before the pitch. So hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, no, that does make sense. Thank you for that detail because, you know, virtual events are something that people are doing a lot more of. There's more companies that are creating softwares to help like Hey Summit that are making it easier to sort of like collaborate and do all these kinds of things together. And I love how, cause this is a, this is an event with a pitch, like you said, to the mastermind, which is the goal, but you're delivering all this value. But the coaching that you do sort of is like a preview of what it would be like, I'm assuming, to be in the mastermind group. So that's like a perfect thing to add value to people there, but but give people a preview for what's to come. If you join, you get more of this and you can be in the hot seat. So I, I love that. Is is the event a paid event or, or a free event? It's a paid event. So we've done it, I think, virtually. When we were selling it virtually, we started at $97 
doing it live in person. The first year we started it, I think I started at 97.2, but then we're starting with a 197 BOGO ticket. So it's 197 for the ticket, but I just want butts and seats because if you fly in and you pay for a flight and a hotel, you're a qualified buyer. So we'll do the first, hopefully like first two price deadlines um, with a buy one, get one or give one. And then the last one will just, that'll go away. That's part of the scarcity as well as the BOGO goes away after two. So we'll, I'll start it and it'll go up $100 a ticket and it'll go up again. And I think I'm this year I might be starting it at 297 because the hotel costs and everything are much more expensive versus three years ago. I think it was 197 three years ago. So definitely. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. I mean, the hotel is going to cost like $30,000 for two days versus like three years ago, it was like 8,000. Do you have like minimum food and beverage costs that you have to make, like meat and all that kind of stuff that kind of? Can come along with it. Yeah, they they changed that around, and so it was going to be twenty eight thousand minimum food and beverage. But one of the things that they said is that with COVID, if we have to cancel, part of the contingency is that we're responsible for the a percentage of the food, seventy percent of the food and beverage minimum. So what I did was I negotiated a lower food and beverage minimum to like twelve or fifteen thousand, so that if we do have to cancel because of something and it's not an act of God, I'm only responsible for $10,000 rather than 18 or 20. But it's overall, if we do the event, it's gonna cost an extra $2,000. Yeah, that's not terrible. So I'd rather take that risk. Yeah, for sure. I mean, pre-COVID, we were planning on FlimCon too, and it was harder to negotiate those kinds of things because nobody would expect anything like that to happen. And then of course it did. We were close to being out 50K for the hotel that we had because there was no, and then COVID just persisted and then they were like, okay, fine, this, this is an act of God and, and we have to, you know, give you your money back. But yeah, that's fantastic. Thanks for, for all those details and, and to do it in person. I think this is what people are itching for now. I think it's really smart to take it offline and now go online. People who were maybe at the previous events will now meet their friends and people who they connected with online. And there's just a little bit more experiential stuff that you can do there. Like what are some of the things that you can only do in person that you think that you're, you're going to get some good um, feedback from at this upcoming event in the spring? I think the number one thing is just being able to touch and feel, <laughs> you know, it's like you get there and you can like shake my hand or give me a hug Yeah. or, you know, it's that 15, 20 minutes in the break, like 15 minutes is too short for a break, but 30 minutes is a little too long. But the, that time is what is really valuable. And we'll be able to actually throw things out from the audience. So instead of giving away Amazon gift cards, we're going to stuff Easter eggs with money and throw it out, you know, and then, you know, then people can go buy the swag and, and they can go buy it and touch the shirt. And maybe they'll buy a couple extra shirts and we can donate more. The goal this year is to raise at least $9,000, which is one year's salary for a PT in Haiti, but I'd love to do two. Like, how do we do $18,000 and, you know, raise that? I mean, that'd be a great problem to have. So, yeah, that's awesome. But I think it's those little intangibles because, you know, the information Information's the same, but it's the experience of gathering the information, being around other people like you, the energy is much different. 100%, 100%. I mean, even like after the event, the dinners and the coffee breaks and like all that stuff, like that stuff, you just can't get in virtual. So really excited for you and the event. Thank you for all the info. If people are curious about your brand and specifically also the event, like where should they go if they're listening to this? Yep, number one place to go is Instagram. So you can follow me at Aaron LeBauer. It's L-E-B as in boy, A-U-E-R. It's A-A-Ron LeBauer. You can go to AaronLeBauer.com. The event's called PT BizCon. PTBizCon.com is the event. It's for physical therapists and healthcare providers who want to launch, grow, and scale a business without relying on insurance. Yeah, love it, man. Well, I love what you're doing. Thank you for 
all the insight and congrats and, you know, keep going. You're doing awesome. Thank you again for the, for the insight. Absolutely. appreciate it. All right. I hope you enjoyed that catch up with Aaron. Aaron, thank you so much for coming back on with us now after a couple of years. It's been really, really amazing to see how you not only implemented what we talked about with regards to virtual events, but the learnings from that that has now come back to live and what you're doing to grow this conference even more on top of the other things you're already doing. And by looking at your website now and checking out your Instagram, man, it seems things are going really well. So keep up the great work. If you wanna check out Aaron's work, you can find him at PTBizCon or Aaron LaBauer, which is over on Instagram and we'll have links in the show notes and all that good stuff too. So Aaron, thank you so much. I appreciate you and I appreciate you, the listener, for listening in because we're starting off this year, as you know, with some amazing Where Are They Now episodes, which allows us to catch up with those who have once been on the show before and then hear, well, what went well or what sometimes didn't go well. And it's not always unicorns and rainbows, although Aaron definitely has done an amazing job. And keep up the good work, my friend. And you too, keep up the good work on the other end. And feel free to listen to the next episode that's coming through on the airwaves or go do the thing that you know you need to do. I'm giving you permission right now. (laughs) Cheers, take care, and I look forward to serving you in the next one. Peace. Thanks for listening to Ask Pat at askpat.com. I'm your host, Pat Flynn. Our senior producer is David Grabowski. Our series producer is Paul Gregoris. And our executive producer is Matt Garland. Sound editing by Duncan Brown. Ask Pat is a production of SPI Media. We'll catch you in the next session. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.